everyone. It's time to eat, drink, and be merry with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's third Tuesday Go to Natchitoches show uh, founded in 1714. Natchitoches is the original French colony and the oldest city in the state of Louisiana. This is a state we all want to go to, and we do all the Mm -hmm. time because we love it. We love it. Uh, Natchitoches is one of our absolute favorite places in Mm -hmm. the country, and um, it is home to the Cane River Creole National Historical Park, and it's part of the Cane River National Heritage Area, and it is the final destination on the El Camino Real de los Tejas National Historic Trail. In fact, that's how we found Natchitoches was, Mm -hmm. you know, we travel full-time, Nance and I, on our Love Your Parks Tour, documenting parks and public lands for our Parks and Travel magazine. And um, then we went to Natchitoches, fell in love with the city, the people, mm-hmm. the food, the fun, the music. Oh, my yep. gosh. Cane River Lake. There's Sibley, Is it Sibley Lake or Lake Sibley? I'm going to get it wrong. I don't want to be wrong. Can't be wrong, but we'll get it straight today. It's, um, it's Sibley Lake. Sibley mm-hmm. Lake. It's beautiful. Sibley. Uh, just so much to see. So that's one of our special guests joining us today. We're going to be talking about, we're going to get a taste of Natchitoches. It's home to the meat pie, which is a state well, it is a state dish. Um, and yummy. Uh, if you go anywhere in Louisiana, you may be able to get a meat pie. But the thing is to go to Natchitoches to get the original meat pie. So you got to mm-hmm. go to Natchitoches for that. Um, they've got all kinds of good food in Natchitoches. Mm-hmm. Um, we've yummy. got Arlene Gould on the show as always. She's the director of the Natchitoches Convention Visitor Bureau. And you can go to their website, Natchitoches.com. And I'm going to spell that because how it sounds and how it's spelled are two different things. Uh, it's N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S.com. I could sing it. You properly. sound like the Mickey Mouse Club. That's the easiest way for me to remember. So it's like Natchitoches, but it's Natchitoches.com. So welcome back, Arlene. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you for having me on the show today. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy Thank New you. Year to you. Um, you mm-hmm. just came back home. You've had one busy holiday season. And it's oh, like yeah. Mardi Gras season. All of this stuff is going on in Louisiana. This is a busy time. But you just came back from L.A. Uh, we raised a I glass did. to the state of Louisiana on our Champagne Sunday anniversary show the other day uh, because you guys won the six what the uh, the showmanship award. The state of Louisiana showmanship for their float. and entertainment. Yes, for the float. Yeah, absolutely. At the Rose Parade, it was wonderful. That's oh so man. Cool. I, I was just, I was so proud. We saw Natchitoches represented. You were on TV, mm-hmm. all, all the, uh, you know, everyone who was represented, everybody that was on that float, you know, had spots and we just, to see Louisiana represented and Natchitoches represented. I was, I was in tears. I'm like, I know them. My <laughs> yeah. friends. Well, I have a funny story to tell you about that because who does a parade better than Louisiana, right? Mm, so last year, the lieutenant governor said, well, we're going to go into the Rose Parade to promote tourism across you know, the nation and even internationally. People watch the Rose Parade. And mm-hmm. it went over so well that we did it again this year. And the float was absolutely beautiful. And they put 22 festival queens uh, on the float to represent all the fairs and festivals that we have around the state, which, Ooh. by the way, is over 400 each year just in Louisiana. What? But we were so wow. proud of that float. You're right. It was it was almost overkill with 130,000-plus flowers, but who wow. you can never have too many flowers, right? It was right. absolutely gorgeous, and we were all so proud. We really, really were. 
That's awesome. That's amazing. But the you're right. Now we're into Mardi Gras season. Started last Friday, a week ago today. <laughs> January 6th is the start of the season. So we're ready for Mardi Gras now. <laughs> well, yeah, there's this full-on party. Priscilla, our pink sock monkey, who's our travel mascot, has her beads on because she knew you were coming mm-hmm. on the show today. She's ready to roll. And she's like, let's roll. Because I think there's something about... You know, let's roll in in Louisiana. But we've got two special guests joining us today uh, when we talk about getting a taste of Louisiana. Um, They know all about it. We've got Carrie and her husband, Chef Ben Fidelak, joining us. They're the owners of Mariner's Restaurant in Natchitoches. It's one of the few places we haven't visited yet. And I say yet. Um, But Mm -hmm. we did stop outside there. We've just found out. And uh, I encourage you to go to their website, marinersrestaurant.com. Have a look at these menus Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like I'm already, I'm I'm hungry, I'm hungry, but I want to bring Carrie on the show first. Welcome, Carrie, how are you? I'm great, thanks for having us. Hey, it is good to have you on the show. So um, now tell us, before we bring your husband, Chef Ben, on the show, how did you meet Ben? We want to know the scoop, because you Ooh. guys have a good story. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know, you didn't know this was going to happen. We want gossip. We can't no. do this without gossip. <laughs> we want the oh, gossip. wow, Okay. So I had just um, finished some contract work in Atlanta, and I went to visit a friend of mine in New York City, and it was uh, about three days before New Year's Eve, and uh, we decided to go out for New Year's Eve, and across the way at this party, I saw this good-looking guy with a blonde wig on, and lo and behold, (laughs) it was Ben, so... 25 years later, we're still going strong. And, now, in, my and defense, in, in my defense, she didn't know it was a wig at the time. I mean, I was pulling <laughs> no, it off. So, I didn't uh, know it was a wig. See, <laughs> but I love this. What was it, a mullet? That's important. It was a blonde bob. It was definitely oh. a bob. It was, it okay. was the late 90s. He was rocking the blonde bob. Oh, my gosh. And so, listen, this is the precursor for you all living in Natchitoches and getting on a a Mardi Gras parade float, right? Sounds like getting fun. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. this. Chef Chef Ben, tell us a little bit about your background in regards to food. And we want to talk about travels, but when did you start getting in there and really cooking up what looks like amazing, amazing food? And all we've heard is all these people raving about your food. And so what got it all started? Well, I mean, I've, I've kind, of, excuse me, kind of been around food my entire life. I grew up in northern Ontario in Canada, and my parents had a truck stop up there. So, you know, me and my brother pretty much did every job in the building, and one of those included cooking. So it, it basically started with some short-order line cooking is where, where it got started. I was probably, I don't know if I know my dad, probably about seven years old when I was working a grill, <laughs> I'd imagine. But then... Wow. Um, you know, I just I just kept heading south and heading south and heading south, ended up in New York and picked up Carrie in New York. And we ended up coming down to Louisiana. <laughs> and when we moved down here, um, we ended up buying a bed and breakfast, just out, kind of we bought a house and didn't know what we were going to do with it. And we were living in New Jersey at the time. And we put our house on the market up there and it sold in five days. So we just kind of wow. took that as a sign and said, you know, maybe we should go down there and see what we can do. And it was actually, we ended up closing on our house in New Jersey 20 days before 9-11. So wow. we kind of got out right at the right time. I mean, I worked mm. on Wall Street at the time, so it would have been mm. pretty catastrophic as far as wow. keeping yeah, your job no and staying employed and everything like that. So the timing just worked <laughs> out and we moved down here, opened a bed and breakfast and, you know, started cooking breakfast, stuff like that, and then started doing weddings at the venue 
Um, and these caterers oh. would come in and, and maybe not do such a great job. And we ended up doing it ourselves. So then I went to cooking school in New Orleans and we, you know, it almost started as a hobby. And here we are 23 years later, still getting after it. Wow. Cool. That's amazing. And doing that's weddings, awesome. that's such hard work. Bed and breakfast hard work. work is hard work. We've um, inset for some friends uh, twice now and run their in and had to do breakfast all at the same time for people and people who decide to change that they suddenly have a dietary issue like yeah sorry we're on a catching. keto diet and it, yeah it was like right as you're about catching. to serve I don't and, and I mean, restaurant it, work is not easy either but wow no it's funny like two things about that when we had the bed and breakfast we had five rooms so we'd have you know maximum 10 people and sometimes mm-hmm. it felt like that that was more work than having a 350 seat restaurant isn't yeah, it's, you know. it, it, while you've, you're trying to get the meal ready for everybody all at once, and then one person starts with, oh, I forgot to tell you. Oh <laughs> right. uh, the, I yeah. don't eat gluten, and dairy, vegetables. I do, yeah, I know. Anything. I'm like, okay, can we gloss over what you don't eat, and can you tell me what you do eat? <laughs> oh, man. No, the best was, I need sugar-free syrup, but I'm drinking cocktails I know, sugar-free all day long. Syrup. <laughs> so is there such a thing as sugar-free syrup? I'm like, just pour coffee on it. Get over just, it. No, that's why we don't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, yes, this, is, right. this is why we go to you guys. But but this is amazing, doing that so you understand that's hospitality, funny. for sure, especially doing mm. weddings. And, and uh, Carrie, from what it looks like, can you give us kind of a, a uh, overview of the restaurant like when you go in because it, you have this lake view and then mm. you told me you have and I've got photos of it y'all they've got a private island to have nice. like tell yeah. what like tell us about cool. the venue itself what your views are and you guys are open daily it seems like right we are we are so when you when you come in from the parking lot um and you enter in to the um, the walkway, there are the dock, we call them the docks on the right. And that's our outdoor dining right there on the water. Um, you can literally nice. just throw a, a stone into the water. So it is wow. covered, but it's completely outdoors. And then you come into the restaurant and to the left, we have another area that we call the cove. And that is kind of like our sports bar area, we call it. We can seat about 80 people in there and big screen, not big screen, but, you know, TVs for sporting events and things like that. So um, Mm. then if you would continue walking from the main um, entrance, you would enter into the main dining room. And it is giant, uh, like floor to ceiling windows, uh, beautiful views of the lake. Uh, we could seat about a hundred and what, maybe 60 people in the oh. main dining room. So mm. then when you walk through the main dining room, we are about, what do you think, Ben, how many feet to the Island? About 200, 250 feet, 250 mm. feet to the Island. So we're in the process now of building a walkway over to the Island so that oh. we can do a little like, you know, private, 12 person uh dinner parties out on the island but it's pretty unique and it's an it's amazing sunset views on uh, on sibley lake so what about weddings and elopements lately we've been doing i don't know it's it's kind of I, i think the pandemic kind of started this where folks are realizing that experience is huge uh there's weddings are are kind of a little smaller now i mean and there's definitely people doing the big ones right but it seems like elopements and small intimate weddings are kind of mm-hmm. becoming a major thing in bed and breakfast or definitely boutique inns, uh, restaurants and that kind of thing. So 
would would your your pri- I want to go I want to go on the private island. Um, it's, it's, Me too. Yes. Would, I mean, do you well, see that as being an elopement venue, maybe, or like a, a small oh, wedding? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. In fact, we have a wedding tomorrow um, at the restaurant for seventy guests. And yes, absolutely. Uh, Post COVID, we've seen a lot of smaller, more intimate weddings um, and things like that. We get uh, couples contacting us all the time wanting to do engagements on the island and then they'll have their Mm. whole family waiting on the docks and they come back and we do champagne toast and appetizers and things. But absolutely. um, We just in fact did a whole section of our website to promote weddings at the restaurant Mm. because it is a, it's an amazing venue. Oh, well, it just to me, that is it. Louisiana's got so much water, whether it's bayous or, you know, rivers, lakes, uh, you know, got the ocean too, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, to be able to have that. There's nothing, I don't know. Listen, Louisiana is its own. It's, you know, it's like there's a Louisiana state of mind where you just, as soon as you hear Louisiana, you kind of, you're either ready to party or you're just going to relax. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And it's not a state of exactly. mind. It's a real deal. It's real, you know? So it sounds so, um, relaxing and beautiful when you think sunsets and, and everything mm-hmm. to go out there um, and having the weddings, these special events, but uh, the food, we are hearing rave reviews. Um, Arlene, big, big, yes. good reviews. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. For the food. I was just sitting here thinking how I met Ben and Carrie <laughs> and uh, it was probably about 15 years ago that the uh, Louisiana Office of Tourism was invited to participate in the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot in Florida. And Mm. it was the first time a state had its own pavilion. And, of course, we were situated right next to the Eiffel Tower in France around the the World Showcase in Epcot. And so Louisiana had this pavilion for a good six or eight weeks. And Natchitoches went. uh, We were invited to go and to bring a chef for a week to um, participate. And we took Chef Ben with us. <laughs> wow! And uh, that's that's how I first met them, and it was we've been friends since. And oh, I remember wow. your son was only about five or six years old. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. That I, I remember that. Time. It was that's at uh, cool. it was at you know it was at Epcot. So you you send them their, your recipe, and I had to do a twenty minute cooking demo three times a day. And I thought, oh, this will be good. I can you know chop this and chop that. I think I was doing barbecue shrimp and grits. But it was Disney. So I sent them the recipe. And when I got there, everything was chopped and measured and, you know, put out in bowls and ready to go. And I was like, well, I mean, wow, I guess it's going to be a 20 minute comedy show instead of a cooking show because there was, you know, it was basically the cooking involved pouring it into the pot. So. But it was, but it was so really funny. Time. We were it was so Louisiana again was so popular at this world showcase and at this uh food and wine festival. And of course our giveaway promotional thing was beads. Louisiana, everybody oh, that sure. came to our booth, we gave away beads and you know, we awesome. had music, we had musicians there from Louisiana and we had, you know, storytelling and all this other stuff. But everybody around Epcot, this is no lie, was walking around with these Louisiana beads hanging around <laughs> their necks and the one that didn't have them were walking up to the people that didn't have them and wanted to know where they could get them. See? And we had a line of people, like, I don't know, 200 long, waiting to get oh into our booth just to get a pair of beads. And it was the funniest oh. thing. It's like, oh, over a cheap pair of beads, but we love it. Come on. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Louisiana is, a, you know, a, this, by, like, just so diverse 
culture. I mean, everyone's, you know, mm-hmm. from all these different places around the world. And so the food thing, that's what I find very interesting with you, Chef Ben, mm-hmm. is that you've traveled, uh, you you both, you and Carrie have traveled and um, kind of what it looks like on your menu. And from what I've read, it's like you're taking what you've done in your travel experiences and, and then merge those with Louisiana, which is really cool because like I was saying, you know, I was going to say biodiverse. I've been doing too many nature programs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's culinary diverse, it's fusion, you know. So this is really a, a very interesting thing. And um, when I was reading that, you what you sailed um, from Cape Town. Uh, where where were you going to Guyana? What what? So you, so, you you yeah. Tell us about this because you're on the water again. Well, we I mean, the, so I was drunk. Yeah, in the, a bar the, in the, Poland. the story the story starts. <laughs> I was drunk in a bar in Poland. Oh, I love um, it. And, I love it. Love it. And met some met some people in Poland. My cousin was there at the time and, and met some people and kind of woke up the next day recalling a conversation about sailing. And it turns out I had I had been talking to one of the guys and he had friends that were doing the Oyster World Rally, which is a oh. uh, it's not a sailboat race, but it was a group of about twenty five sailboats that were circumnavigating the, the globe. And wow. I think we were there in, in summertime and they had an opening in January you know, cause they would pick up different people as they traveled around the world. And they had an open, open spot in January to go from Cape town to, we were originally supposed to go to Cape Verde. And I was kind of like, well, it's quiet in January. I can go. And so I kind of woke up and I'd committed to, to getting on this sailboat, having never met these people. So it was, it was essentially a, a two and a half month blind date, but we ended up taking a left at Ascension Island and going to Brazil instead of Cape Verde. So we actually went all the way across the Atlantic. Wow. In a, oh my in a gosh. 40, in a 46 foot sailboat with people I'd never met before, but they were wonderful. Wow. So it was, a, it was a pretty amazing experience. That wow. is, that's, that's that, so cool. I think that's what life is about. You've got to kind of, mm-hmm. it, it's Take always good when we put our foot in it, right? It's like, mm-hmm. that's when things happen. And that's what travel's about. It's like a, meeting people mm-hmm. and going on these adventures. You know, I know you, you've both traveled all over uh, Arlene, you have too, but is there, is it, just me or and Nancy who go like when you go to Louisiana, it just it it uh, of course has deep American history, but I just feel like Louisiana is just Nancy, isn't it? It's like it is a sense of place. It's there's no place like Louisiana, right, Nancy? We always say no. That. It's got it's got its own identity for sure, and it's so mm-hmm. hospitable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just as you drive in, you start to relax. You know? Yeah, you feel like you're in a different country. Like if you yeah. want to get a world mm-hmm. away, you could go to Louisiana. You know right. what I mean? And yeah. that's a, it's a, I think that's going to make it fun for you cooking wise, you know? But, so when you think about three must have ingredients, how, how hard is that for you? To have three must have ingredients? Yeah. Well, I mean, your- Louisiana <laughs> is, is going to be all about the seafood for sure. I mean, you, and, and we see this when we travel as well, like we like to eat what's what's local and what's fresh and what's, you know, because it's all about like the terroir with wine, like all that kind of stuff. If you eat stuff, you, they talk about farm to table. And if you eat stuff from within 400 miles, everything is going to complement each other. You know, the mm-hmm. soil is going to complement what grows in the ground, which is going to mm-hmm. complement what eats the stuff that comes out of the ground, which, you know what I mean? And so you have mm-hmm. this, this sense of, of everything coming together if you kind of try and prepare things like that and even eat things like that. Mm. So That's what are some of the like main dishes that signature dishes that when someone comes to the restaurant, 
that they must try to get a, a real good taste of what Mariners is about and Natchitoches in Louisiana? Um, I would I would definitely say, uh, you know, we've got some really good seafood dishes, but we do some things that are that are unique to our restaurant as well that kind of highlight Louisiana. Like we do a uh, a boudin wonton. So it's, mm, oh, it's well, Louisiana yeah. boudin. We add pepper jack cheese to that. We wrap it in a wonton. We fry it. And then we Ooh. serve it with crumbled cracklins, steamed syrup and powdered sugar on top. Ooh, wow. So, wow. so that kind of, you know, awesome. that kind of. <laughs> gives you a feel yeah and we we like to you know we like to play with a lot of things and keep them interesting but you know we 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 try to bring things back from when we travel but at the same time having a restaurant you have to keep things accessible too mm-hmm. you know right. you've got you've got some adventurous eaters in louisiana and you've got some you know i want my fried catfish on friday night people in louisiana mm. as well mm. so could you come up with a, a specialty cocktail called the blonde bob Oh, the blonde oh, that's bob! That's a great idea. It's the blonde done. bob. You know what? <laughs> we have all these. We have all these specialty cocktails, and they're named after like. There's one named after our daughter. There's one named after Carrie. You know, my son has one named after him. They're named after travel, and there's oh. not a single one that's named after me. Well, so I think maybe the blonde bob might be the way the to go. The blonde bob. I like it. I love like it. And and the blonde yep. bob. Did you wear the blonde bob? on the sailboat with your new friends that didn't know that you were a, I didn't you know, I did not a wig wearer <laughs> oh, no that was so very funny. that was a very short lived time to, time in my life I don't I don't mm. think the blonde bob even made it to the next day mm. <laughs> <laughs> well while we're talking on the subject of beverages I do want to commend um Ben and Carrie for their fantastic wine list uh, they've also, you know, been recognized by uh, what is it, uh, Wine Spectator magazine for having one yeah, of the, nice. the best wine list and and carrying some of the best wines uh, oh, here, awesome. you know, in Louisiana or in the country for that matter. So yeah, great, great selection of wines on the menu too. So and whiskey, right. yeah, and whiskey. oh yeah, and whiskey, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got to have wine, blob, blonde bobs, and whiskey. <laughs> I can't, even, I can't even say it. I was like, that's it. I, I, but I love that you have specialty cocktails. What would be a specialty cocktail that you could tell people about for when they come in that, hey, this is a this is one you really want to try that represents either the restaurant or Natchitoches? Hmm. Ben, what do you think? I just work in the kitchen, Carrie. That's all you. I think, well, there's... Well, the one that's named after me is called the One-Eyed Sally because my <laughs> alter ego's name is Sally, and it's technically her name is Sally McDrunkbritches, but we just shortened it to Sally, and, and sometimes I just have one eye open for business. So the One-Eyed oh. Sally, and oh it's, a, it's a gin, it's very gin-forward. Um, we really got into gins in South Africa, which yeah, surprisingly yeah. most people mm. don't oh, yeah. think about South Africa. It's like mm-hmm. gin, but oh my oh, goodness, yeah. there's some good gins there. Mm-hmm. So it's a gin-forward drink. It's, yeah. Yes, it's got, um, it's actually got Hendrix and, um, mm. no, actually it's Monkey 47. It's Monkey 47 that we use. And then we use a uh, Violet Liqueur. And a little mm, splash wow. of um, some house-made simple, and it's garnished with an edible flower. So, oh, I love it's a different drink. The, um, the violet liqueur too—that's yeah. something that you don't hear very much. Of. Yes. In South Africa, we had—I mean, African exactly. violets. But South Africa gin and tonic was like a, a norm a staple. That was just like a normal afternoon drink. I mean, I know they have martini right. lunches in this country, but over there it was gin and tonics or gin, yeah, straight gins. 
And then mm-hmm. I'm, when we moved from South Africa, we went to the Channel Islands and in, in between England and France and then to England. But they drink slow gin over there. So I thought, oh, no big deal. Right. And someone like gave, we went to a bonfire night or something crazy. They're like, here, have some locally made slow gin. And we were just walking down the street. And by the time we got to the bonfire, I needed to crawl, like literally. (laughs) I don't know what they put in there. They were because they were like like marin or whatever. They were fermenting these berries for a year for this event. And, you know, I thought I was pretty well versed in gin. And apparently, Mm. no, they killed me, man. They killed me. But it was fun. We had a good time. You know, yeah, <laughs> but this, but it's amazing. So, do you have any South African wines on your list? I don't know. Ooh. Like, I know these. We do. These we do. Awesome. We have a couple. Um, you know, it is uh, prior to uh, COVID. It's it's been really difficult to source out things on yeah. a regular basis, but we absolutely oh. do. Um, mm. They are both from Cape Town. One is actually mm. called Southern Right, and mm. every bottle goes to help um, save the Southern Right Well, which is. Um, Oh, nice. You know, mainly in the waters off of Cape Town. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we do. Awesome. Oh, that is so, that. that is really, really that. cool. That is cool. Yeah. You know, the right whale, we have those out of uh, Canaveral mm-hmm. Coast, uh, out in Titusville, Florida, not too far from you guys. I just okay. say everything's close. And um, it's actually like an endangered species you can see yeah. in the National Seashore, um, if right. you're lucky. Um, but the right whale, you never hear anybody talk about them. I'm like, no, who said who said a right whale? No one talks right. about them. Yeah. So that's uh, exactly. really cool. Uh, that's yeah, really also, and it's a so great wine, too. We do a, sorry, we, we're doing a wine class in January where we oh. do a, a white a white night, red night blends and bubbles. And so people come in and we'll serve them four different wines and four different courses. Um, and it's just a way, we call it wine class, but it's really more of a wine experience because I can't promise mm. they're going to learn anything. But um, <laughs> one of the ones we did this week actually was the the wolf trap from South Africa. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah, we had wolf oh, trap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh wow, wow. So Ooh. when you do these wine these wine experiences, that's really great for everyone to know. So do you put them up on Facebook, or does everyone just go to your your website for that? Yes, we, we just we normally did. post it on Facebook for sure. Instagram, Facebook, and we've been doing these for about 15 years. So we have a pretty loyal following, a a pretty big group of people who kind of are waiting around in the wings for us to release it. Um, We promote it through the restaurant as well, but mainly Facebook and uh, Instagram is where we post all of our classes and and dinners and things like that. And our, um, and our website. Did you hear our phone just went off as soon as they heard wine class and, and I know coming up? people are <laughs> placing their orders. Like, I, I, I want to go. I want to attend that class. I know. Oh, Where do I sign up? <laughs> they heard wine and, you know, an experience. And okay. So the other thing we really want to know, and we do have to talk desserts too, but um, what you, from what I read, you have like a brunch and do you have a brunch? Is, am I reading that right? That you do a brunch or no? We do have a brunch, but we have suspended our brunch just in the colder okay. months um, because it is, you know, really cold outside. But we're looking to bring the brunch oh. back in the spring. Cool. Very yeah, cool. Nice. Well, that and because you guys do bubbles, you know, that's important. And we like bubbles our bubbles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gotta have the bubbles. <laughs> so. Yeah, we do the we do the mimosa towers on Sunday as well. I think it's like three, three, bottles, three bottles of champagne, three, three bottles of champagne, three, three bottles of champagne yeah. with a splash of orange juice. <laughs> All for one person. 
Well, I mean, it's a judge-free zone. We don't count the number of people at the table. <laughs> I want, I want, I want the tower in on the private I island. The tower. I want the tower yes. on the private <laughs> island. Yeah, I do. Yes. I do. Mm. Well, so I'm, I'm excited about you guys. It sounds like so much fun there. Yet at the same mm-hmm. time, um, you're putting out amazing food from everything we've heard. Um, do we have to wear high heels to come in? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Thank goodness. Does anybody even do that anymore? No, I know they do, but please don't make me. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah, we have guests that do come in dressed up. We get a lot of um, anniversaries, birthday dinners, Mm. but we want to make the the restaurant and the view and the food accessible to everyone. And so Mm. we try to... um, just have an atmosphere of everyone's welcome. Come as you are. Does the view smart casual? Yeah, casual. Yeah. Smart casual is always nice. Yeah. Does the view influence what you're putting on menus? Whether it's the food, the desserts, the drinks. Does that kind of because it becomes part of the atmosphere, right? So does the food? Let's go with you, Ben, on this. Um, does the food have to match the atmosphere? Yeah, what what you put on there on the menu, not just yeah, the I mean, people, but the Go ahead. I think so. I mean, our specialty drink um, menu is definitely geared towards the more nautical um, seaside coastal theme because that is kind of you're just overwhelmed with that when you walk in from the colors of the restaurant to the cork floors to the beautiful view. Um, And I think, you know, the food kind of follows as well. Um, Ben, what do you think? I think so, for sure. I mean, you have to. I mean, certainly the sunset stands by itself, but mm. just like Carrie said, you know, uh, well, I call it nautical and aquatical theme that we have. You know, it's mm. just very, it, it is influenced by the water, by the sea, by sailing, by yeah. all that stuff. Like, it, it feels like you're in a, mm. a boathouse on a river kind of thing. You know, I mean, that's just kind of, oh, there's nice. big white beams everywhere. There's just, I mean, it, it definitely feels very, very nautical. Mm. Yeah, our decor to, is you know, we try to um, match a lot of that. the... We have a lot okay, of the vintage maps. Here's another cocktail, the mutiny. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, the mutiny goes well, because if you think about uh, yeah. Natchitoches being part of no man's land, where there was mm-hmm. no law and order for three years. You know, Arlene, when people ask me about no man's land, I know it's all got this history. I just say that's when there was no law and order. And mm-hmm. so that's the, that's that's the history I know about No Man's Land. We've done gazillions that's of interviews. It. That's it. We've been to all the that's sites, it. the historic sites. But I'm going to say there was no law and order, and there were you know privateers. Like when you think about New Orleans and the that's battle of the Battle of New Orleans, if it wasn't for the privateers, as they wanted to be called, Lafitte, right? Oh, here we go. Uh huh. Yeah. Go down yep. that rabbit hole. Yep. But so <laughs> if it wasn't for them, like Louisiana would not be what Louisiana is now. So we need to all thank a privateer, not the <laughs> Somalian uh, pirates, though. That That's not good. But um, but really, I think, do you have a pirate cocktail? <laughs> we want the mutiny, like Nancy says. <laughs> I'll have to add it along with the blonde bob. There oh, we go. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like the cocktail show. Yeah, yeah, you should be on our happy Captain hour Morgan. shows. Yes. Captain Morgan, yeah. Oh, see, Absolutely. Captain Morgan needs a, a what do you call a nemesis? He needs somebody yeah. to take him down a notch. Lafitte, <laughs> Lafitte. Yeah. Hmm. Think, oh, cool. Oh. oh boy, here we go. So the other thing too, I, I want to touch on 
I know you were up, uh, Chef Ben, you were up in Charlotte, North Carolina as part of the Louisiana Culinary Trails Program and and going and taking over restaurants in Charlotte, North Carolina. But um, getting to that part, I, I want people to understand why you were there. And Arlene, mm-hmm. this is really cool because one thing we do need to touch on is where Natchitoches is located. You're so central to everything. It's like you could just, if you're going to go vacation, even, you know, to all these major cities, you could just call Natchitoches home for a bit and go in and out and everything, enjoy Natchitoches. But um, central wise, and then let's talk airplanes um, and how close, you know, everything is. And, and even for Louisiana, New Orleans, you're not far from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Can you give everyone just we an are, overview of where it is? We are four hours from New Orleans, four hours from Houston, four hours from Dallas, four hours from Little Rock, Arkansas, and four hours from Jackson, Mississippi. So if you kind of put us right in the middle, it would make a good little um, hub and spoke destination right there in the smack in the middle. Uh, but for, for flying in, Shreveport and Alexandria are the two closest major um airports and Shreveport's about 75 miles away so right at an hour and 15 minutes and then Alexandria is less than an hour away it's about 50 miles away and I love that little airport a lot of people don't realize but uh, it's Alexandria airport used to be England Air Force Base and after the Air Force Base closed they turned it into an international airport so it's great we love I love flying in and out of there Mm. and then is it true that Ben uh, this was you going to Charlotte, North Carolina is because there's a direct flight between the two cities, New Orleans and and Charlotte. I think there's, they've, they've added. Yeah, I think they've added about four or five. So there's direct flights from Charlotte to Shreveport, to New Orleans, to Lafayette. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So there there's quite a few different ways to get into Louisiana from Charlotte and from other hubs as well. Mm, but that Charlotte's was that was the point of the of the Charlotte expedition was to kind of promote Louisiana tourism, you know, the culinary trails and bring a little bit of Louisiana to Charlotte for a couple nights. Nice. Nice. So what restaurant did you take over? I was at a restaurant called Fin and Fino. Um, and so there it, it was a really kind of uh, hip kind of, you know, they were, I don't know how to describe it exactly. They do a lot of seafood. It's a lot of small plates. And so what uh-huh. uh, I talked to the chef there and he said, his name was Johnny Cox. And he said, well, we do this thing called the treatment. And so they do this every night. And what it is, it's you, you walk into the restaurant, you basically say, give me the treatment. And it's whatever oh. chef decides he wants to cook for that night. And it's four or five small plates. It's, I think it's only $65 and they donate $5 to a charity every time somebody orders it. Nice. Um, and so he basically said, why don't you come in for the night and, you know, plan on, on taking over the treatment. So I said, okay. And he said, plan on doing about 25 servings. So I thought we were going to go to Charlotte, relax, have a few cocktails at Finn and Fino and, and knock out about 25 covers. And earlier on in the week, he <laughs> called me back and said, Hey, do you think you can do 160?" And I said, Oh, well now, now <laughs> we're working. Are we? So yeah. we got up there. And, uh, it's not Epcot never... boy. It's not Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> they had never, um, they had never done more than a hundred treatments in a single night. And I want to say we did 144 oh. that night. Oh, wow. Oh. But you don't just go in and say, give me the treatment. That's hysterical. I like, know. Really? Yeah. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. That's I hysterical. I want the treatment. I want I the want treatment. So we, yeah. What was You know, we treatment? did stuff like we, we add, I actually added crawfish to the, to the boudin wonton. So we did a crawfish and boudin wonton. Uh, I did a crab and corn bisque. I did, uh, what else did we do? Um, Perry, do you remember? 
We did. Well, did we do the seafood nachos, or was that for media night? No, that was for the media night. Mm. Oh, wow, because you had to do media ended, night, ended, too, yeah. Whoa. And we ended up finishing it with a white chocolate bread pudding with white chocolate ganache. So it was a, it was a healthy little dinner. <laughs> Isn't bread pudding a, a, like a Louisiana thing, bread pudding? Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. You can find That's it everywhere, good. but but there's so many different varieties of bread pudding, mm-hmm. just like gumbos. Everybody does a little bit different sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the meat pie—that's an important thing for Natchitoches. That's a part of heritage. Do you do that, or do you leave the meat pie people to the pie people, or does everyone do so it? So we we I mean so we do a lot of weddings still through our our catering side, and uh, you know if you get married in Natchitoches, you've got to have Natchitoches meat pies on the menu. <laughs> So we probably sell about 2,000 of those a month. So oh I don't make those myself. There are people okay. that are much quicker and cheaper at it than I am. So we use a company called Natchitoches Meat Pie Company, and yeah. we get all of our, ours through them. But definitely, oh, the, nice. I mean, Carrie, Carrie actually was the founder of the Natchitoches Meat Pie Festival back in 2003, oh, wow. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and they years ago. Yeah, oh, that's a long time ago. There's a meat pie triathlon as well, the meat pie try. That uh, would you eat a now, pie every time you go a mile? <laughs> no, that would be <laughs> yeah, deadly. Like... They do have a meat pie eating contest though, and I think uh, oh, I, I remember bet. the first year we the first year we did it, we hired the the IFOCE, which you know, as everyone knows, is the International Federation of Competitive Eaters, uh, the same guys that do Coney Island hot dog eating contest. No, and they sent way. us down. No they way. sent us an eater. They sent us an eater and a barker, like the guy with oh. the, the the plastic hat on that would, you know, yeah, call no out way. all the stuff. And I want to say, okay. I want to say the guy, the eater they sent was Bayou Boy Bulo, and he <laughs> ate twenty four large meat pies in twelve oh minutes. Oh my gosh! And then he oh walked across gosh. the street and got a rack of ribs and some roasted corn. <gasps> oh my gosh! He was Dude. he was impressive. But there was a guy that competed in both the Meat Pie Eating Contest and the Meat Pie Try that year, which was almost as impressive as Bayou Boyd Bulo. Oh, my wow. gosh. You guys, like, that's crazy. Oh my now, gosh. listen, aren't you glad you're not on Wall Street anymore? This sounds like so much more fun. Yeah, <laughs> yes. this sounds so I mean, much it's, fun. It's funny. I tell, I tell people, you know, when we were up there and I worked on Wall Street, it was, you know, it was in the 90s. And it was like, mm-hmm. how fast can you live? Like, who can have the nicest cars, the, the you know, the biggest mm-hmm. house, whatever. And we moved down here. And all of a sudden in Louisiana, it becomes how slow can you live instead of how fast yeah. can you live? <laughs> and it's the, you know, yeah, I, and I how much prefer, fun. Uh, uh, yeah, Carrie calls me a self-inflicted redneck because, you know, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not from here, bob. but I'm surely trying to fit in. Yeah, yeah with a bob. <laughs> with a blonde bob. Oh, my gosh. You I have love to it. do something with a blonde bob. And I'm yeah. serious. That we want, oh, it's I mean, already really, done. It'll be on the website tonight. Oh my gosh! I, oh my god! It has to happen. It has to happen. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's so much fun, you guys. I'm glad you're doing the meat pies, and I think it's really cool that you're working with. You know, it, it's partnership. You know, and I think that's something that's so important about going to you know smaller cities and everything. Is just there's, I don't know. Everyone's so friendly. It doesn't seem all you know. And you, as a visitor to a community and as a traveler, you guys all know that when you go to a, a town, a city, a community. You can tell when people are working together and enjoying life and quality of life in a place. And I think that's part right. of what, you know, Natchitoches has is this quality of life. Of, Very welcoming. You can't walk down the street with Arlene without everybody stopping her and telling her stuff and talking to her. And we're like, Who, who's got the gossip? We want to know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I think especially, especially in Natchitoches in the restaurant industry, it's a pretty small, tight knit group. 
And mm-hmm. it's kind of like everybody's got each other's back. And we got that firsthand. Uh, we had cool. a fire in June um, at the restaurant that pretty much shut us down for six months. We had to completely renovate. And I mean, it wasn't like the, oh. the coals weren't cold. The coals weren't cold yet. And I had other restaurant people up here asking what they could do. Oh, oh that's mm-hmm. nice. That's I'm really so sorry cool. you went through that. The fires are not yeah. fun. Mm-mm. No, sorry, sorry. No, we only we actually only reopened uh, December first. I want to say was when we reopened for the for oh. the second time. Wow, mm. wow. Well, you guys, like, okay, and oh. here we are recording this on, on Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's it Friday the thirteenth. I know, but <laughs> maybe maybe that will give good juju. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's you know, good luck for some thinking. people. I know, I know. Everybody go get a lottery ticket today. But, I know. But it's it's so it's so awesome to hear your stories. And Arlene, you know, you you connect us with the best people on these shows because I think you have the best people all around you. And who you've got to be nice if you're hanging out with Arlene. And by the way, Arlene <laughs> is one awesome cook too. Um, you know, I always yes. say this: she she is the epitome of Southern hospitality. And mm-hmm. when we first met her, it was back in 2014, I think it was. I think 2013 or 14, Arlene. Yeah, we're doing and the National Parks tour for the 100th anniversary. So whatever yeah, year that came, was, we came through and we went to Cane River Historical uh, 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 Creole Cane River Creole National Historical Park, and we're out there filming and everything. And she comes walking up to introduce herself and. We're talking about the tour and we've been on the road. I mean, we travel full time, you know, and next thing you know, she goes, all right, well, we're going to have lunch and everything. We go do that. And she goes, well, listen, y'all. And it was a y'all. Hey, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. Um, she's like, your, your last night is Sunday and, um, you know, you're coming to my house and um, bring your laundry and I'm, I'm cooking you dinner. That's you're so coming cool. to my house for dinner and, and I'll go get you wine. I know you girls want your wine. And we met our dogs and, you know, it, it, um, mm-hmm. and I think that is something special. She, I mean, of course, took us around and made sure we had everything that we could do in the, at the amount of time we were there, but there was something special about that. And I think that's what I'm saying about Louisiana. And I don't know, she was like probably one of those very first people that really made us relax a little bit and kind mm-hmm. of feel human when you're on the road so much, um, when someone makes you feel human again, it means a whole world. Mm-hmm. And and it Natchitoches is like that. And Arlene is this amazing representative. I'm, I'm thinking I might have taken that. y'all to the drive-through daiquiri shop too while we, we were at it. Yeah. She like did that. that. Well, and let me tell you, when wow. we left Arlene's house, she she drew a map. She gave us directions, yeah. and I think we ended up at Mulrose Plantation that night, and we almost ended up in Alexandria on some road. I oh. think we did the Cane River National Heritage Byway. Yeah, you were supposed to be going back to the hotels out by the interstate, <laughs> and you ended up going south towards Clutreville. I think yeah. we were, like, in Kasachi Forest. We were seeing, like, you know, armadillos mm. running across the street. Yeah. All kinds of <laughs> it was like 1 in the morning. Where are we? You're always welcome to come back to Natchitoches in oh, your travels. And um, we, thank you. we appreciate y'all having us each month on your show. And we enjoy being with you and hope that your listeners, you know, are enticed to come and visit us as well. And if well, you're not, they're I'm going to come out if they don't. 
Everybody, yeah. if you don't get to Natchitoches, I'm going to kick your butts. But go there and get your Mardi Gras beads, too. Um, we're going to close with the song Chicken and Waffles from Johnny Master and the Mama's Boys. We met them first in uh, Venice Beach, California, on a crazy little detour. Fun. And now they live in and based are based out of New Orleans. And uh, you can go to johnnymastro.com. But before we play that song, uh, Chef Ben, I heard that you do actually serve chicken and waffles. We do. We do have a dish that's uh, four three-inch waffles, buttermilk waffles. And then we've got some hand-battered fried chicken on top of each one with a little wow. maple syrup. And mm. that's on the menu every day. We've wow. never had them. I've never had chicken mm-hmm. and waffles in my life. Well, y'all and need to that- come visit soon so we can go out to Mariner's for dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and everyone, and the, the yes. chicken and waffles and, and, the, and the blonde bob cocktail and the one-eyed sally seriously yeah it starts with the blonde bob and ends with the one-eyed sally it's pretty oh, there you not, go. hopefully you don't fall awesome. in the lake natural hopefully, progression. yeah don't yeah. fall in the lake um you know there are gators <laughs> in louisiana i'm just saying um so everyone marinersrestaurant.com is the website to go to and then natchitoches is n-a-t-c-h-i-t-o-c-h-e-s.com so com. so thank you all for joining us keep up with us at bigblendradio.com and here it is chicken and waffles thank you all thank you <laughs>